This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Good morning and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. The road to the Kentucky Derby winds its way through Gulfstream Park today with the running of the $400,000 Coolmore Fountain of Youth Stakes. 50 points will be awarded to the winner plus an all-important berth in the Kentucky Derby on May the 4th. Handicapping analyst extraordinaire Brian Natto has his finger on the Gulfstream pulse and will offer his thoughts on the Fountain of Youth and the other amazing stakes races today at the storied Hallandale, Florida racetrack. Next up, Woodbine trainer Patrick Dixon is our guest, and we can't wait. Patrick had a very successful career year in 2023. We'll find out what went so right for the Coleman Farms trainer then and how he intends to match or even surpass his own record now. And finally, he's back. My co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gems at Woodbine Mohawk Park and other North American tracks racing today with our Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. It's going to be a really great show. Please get your HPI and Dark Horse accounts ready to go for some heavy-duty action. When we return, Larry Simpson will join us with our show feature, In Case You Missed It, Ponies 24-7's recap of the week that was in horse racing news, sponsored by RS Bulk Propane. Ponies 24-7. 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live stream horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks and government government and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Join us on March 30th when Gulfstream Park hosts the $1 million Curlin Florida Derby, a highlight of the Gulfstream Championship racing season and considered by many to be one of the most important preps for the famed Kentucky Derby on the first Saturday in May. The Curlin Florida Derby has a tremendous stakes-filled day of racing with no less than 10 stakes races scheduled. Watch and wager on all Gulfstream Park race days, including Florida Derby Day on March 30th with your HPI bet account or Dark Horse app. It's the next best thing to being at the track. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. 
Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Ann Romer. Let me introduce you to my co-host, Larry Simpson, and our, in case you missed it, a look at the week that was in horse racing news and sponsored by RS Bulk Propane. Hi, Larry. Hello. Hello. So nominations for the National Museum of Racing 2024, they were released last week. Anyone we know? Well, it's a, it's a long list of uh, finalists uh, for the uh, the Hall of Fame. The finalists uh, include racehorses Blind Luck, Game On Dude, Geoponte, Gunrunner, who's a pretty popular stallion right about now, Havre de Grace, Justify, who is the Kentucky Derby and uh, Triple Crown winner. We have trainers like Christophe Clement, uh, Kieran McLaughlin, Graham Motion, Doug O'Neill, John Sadler, John Sherris, and then there's jockeys, uh, George Chavez and Joel Rosario. So uh, it's an interesting list. Um, April 23rd is when we'll find out who the finalists are and who makes it to the Hall of Fame. The induction ceremony in Saratoga Spring is... August the 2nd. Your birthday. My birthday. We'll remember that. We certainly will. (laughs) Thank you, Larry. And that's In Case You Missed It, sponsored by RS Bulk Propane on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Are you looking for a reliable propane supplier for your home or business? Look no further than RS Bulk Propane, Canadian-owned and family-operated. With our premium propane solutions, you'll experience warmth like never before. We offer competitive prices, automated deliveries, and exceptional customer service. Don't let the cold get the best of you. Stay cozy with RS Bulk Propane. Visit rspropane.com or call us today at 855-225-0225. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7 and our newest feature, Road Trip our look at one of the showcase races this weekend and powered by Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice. And Larry, this week I've packed in my luggage suntan lotion. Well, that's good because Road Trip lands at Gulfstream Park today in Hallandale, Florida, home to the $400,000 Grade 2 Coolmore Fountain of Youth Stakes, a race that was named after the mythical Florida spring that granted eternal youth. And this spring was actually sought after by Spanish explorer Ponce de Leon. The race was inaugurated in 1945, and the mile and 116th race record holder is the 1978 winner Sensitive Prince, who completed the distance in 141 flat. In 2005, the race distance was changed to a mile and an eighth, and Escandera in 2010 set the record time of 148 and four. In 2012, the Fountain of Youth was run again at the mile and 116th distance and has remained at that distance since. Trainer Todd Pletcher leads all trainers with four Fountain of Youth victories, including Forte last year, and jockey John Velasquez has the most Fountain of Youth wins with five. The race is part of the road to Kentucky Derby, with the winter receiving 50 points towards a Derby berth. Today sees a competitive field of nine, including number five, Dornock, trained by Danny Gargan, and Dornock comes into today's Fountain of Youth stakes after a gutsy performance winning the Grade 2 Remsen Stakes at Aqueduct on December 2nd. The Remsen has taken on the role of a key race now as recent Risen Star Stakes winner Sierra Leone was second, beating a nose to Doorknock in the Remsen. Third place finisher Drumroll Please won the Jerome Stakes in his next start. Seventh place finisher Domestic Product ran a good second in the Holy Bull at Gulfstream. And the ninth place Remsen finisher Le Dumbro finished second in the Swale Stakes. The Remsen has proven so far to be a very productive race, and I see that trend continuing today. Dornock has Kentucky Derby in his pedigree as as a full brother to last year's Derby winner, Mage. He's worked regularly over the past five weeks, and Dornock may provide some value in today's Fountain of Youth stakes. So, number five, Dornock, today in the Fountain of Youth. 
And you know, Larry, we are all looking for the Fountain of Youth Forever Young, and we're looking forward to the Fountain of Youth Stakes today. Thanks so much. And that's Road Trip, powered by Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice. Pineview Hyundai, combining horses and horsepower. The Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred industry for over 35 years and as a provider of the official vehicle of the NHL. They want to invite you to score some huge deals when you visit their Pineview dealership and view the award-winning Hyundai lineup. Visit either store today, 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan or 180 Delta Park Boulevard in Brampton. For an appointment, call our Vaughn store at 905-851-2851 or Brampton at 905-791-2728 or visit us online at pineviewauto.com or pineviewwest.ca. We are the smart choice. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. A big, happy, hearty welcome back to Gulfstream Park handicapping analyst Brian Natto. He joins us to talk about the Fountain of Youth, and we're not talking about what Ponce de Leon was looking for years ago. We're talking about a, an amazing stakes race and other things that are going on today at Gulfstream. Welcome, Brian. Good to have you with us. And uh, we're all looking for the Fountain of Youth, but in this case, it's the stakes race today. Yeah, thanks for having me, uh, Ann and Larry. Good to hear from you again. Uh, yeah, it's an exciting race today because it really, really kickstarts the path to not only our Curl and Florida Derby, but of course, you know, the first Saturday in May, the Kentucky Derby as well. We've got a couple of the the top ten, you know, kind of favorites in Doorknock and Locked, and a couple of really, really exciting newcomers, lightly raced horses and speakeasy and victory Avenue. So they're all going to clash later this afternoon. And uh, we're really, really looking forward to it. And you've got, uh, what is it? Uh, nine stakes races, I believe, Brian, nine stakes races, yeah. Larry, eight of them graded. So it is a, an absolute bonanza and, and they're going to be races where, you know, you're looking at nine to two, five to one kind of favorite. Mm-hmm. So it's a betters bonanza with the horizontal exotics and all of that. So uh, we are amped and ready to go. Any of them grab you? Yeah, I like a few prices. Uh, of race number twelve, the uh, the Canadian. I think Saratoga Flash down on the inside at a nice number could be uh, loose and controlling speed. Um, we have an exciting matchup of last year's two year old champion. Just FYI, running against Wesley's Rose. Um, who's an up-and-comer for Todd Pletcher. So those are a couple of them there. The card came up really strong, and credit to the racing office for putting together the, the, the depth and the competition on the day is phenomenal. Can we talk specifically about the Fountain of Youth? What a what an incredible stakes race. So who's involved? Who do you think is going to emerge the winner? Yeah, it's really tough to say because it's an interesting race in that there's definitely two horses in Doorknock and Locked, you know, the proven horses that aren't necessarily likely to be cranked 100% because they had such good two-year-old seasons. Doorknock comes in winning the Remsen, which has proven to be a super key race. And the runner-up that day, Sierra Leone, went to the Risen Star and won for Chad Brown. And he's a lot of people think he's the derby favorite right now. Then you've got Locked, who was actually the favorite in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile for Todd Pletcher. But uh, neither of those two horses necessarily have to win today. It's their first start uh, of the season. And then you've got the speak easy and victory Avenue who ran one, two in the fastest maiden race 
that we've run down here at Gulfstream Park. Speakeasy won the race. Victory, Victory Avenue, um, who's still a maiden running in this race, goes for the connections of Gustavo Delgado. I should mention Doorknock is a full brother to last year's Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Mage. Mage. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So um, you've got brilliant speed from, from both Victory Avenue and Speakeasy, and they're going to go out blazing with their huge speed figures. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. I want to remind everybody listening, too, this is a mile and a 16th, which means it's run at the short stretch, short finish line here at Gulfstream Park. And that can really, really flatter speed horses. So it wouldn't shock me at all if Victory Avenue and Speakeasy uh, just break away from the field and, and try to turn this into their own little match race entering the far turn. Looking down the, the path to the Kentucky Derby, that the Fountain of Youth could produce a Derby winner? Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt, Larry, because these are serious horses, and, and, and the, the sky's the limit for the speakeasies and the victory avenues of the world. I don't think there's any doubt about that, but Doorknock and Locked are serious, not only Fountain of Youth contenders, but they are serious 10-furlong Kentucky Derby contenders, not only with the pedigree of Doorknock, but the you know the the connections of locks. So those are two horses, regardless of what happens later this afternoon. And I expect both Doorknock is my pick. I expect both to run well. But this is just a starting off point, and their connections are going to have them, you know, in the perfect world, peaking on the first Saturday in May. And fifty points to the winner. That's that's fairly hefty. That's essentially an, a free ticket into the Kentucky Derby. I don't believe there's ever been a year where I, I, that's, I'm 99.999% sure where 50 points will not get you into the Derby. 25 for second, and there have been several years where you have 25 points, you can still get, you'll get in the Derby. So the winner, absolutely in. The runner-up is, is you know, barring something you know, unforeseen in their next spot, they're going to have the points too. So I think we're almost halfway through the Derby point races, right, Brian? So has there been a race either at Gulfstream or some of the other prep races that maybe, you know, knocked your socks off? Well, you have to be impressed with uh, Sierra Leone and the Risen Star. I don't think there's any doubt about that. He came out of the Remsen to win that race. He was very wide. He, he, he ran like people like to see derby horses run and that he comes from off the pace. He's got a big, long stride. He's bred for the trip. So I think certainly, um, you know, that has put him at or near the top of a lot of people's lists right here at Gulfstream. We ran the Holy Bull, uh, and Hades won that. But I, I, I felt like in fierceness, the two-year-old champ just didn't show up. I don't really know why. He was a bad third mm-hmm. um, in that race, and, and nobody really knows why. Um, kind of an ugly effort. The horse I think that I want going forward, though, is the horse that ran second in that race, domestic product for Chad Brown. I thought he kind of got thrown to the wolves a little bit, but he acquitted himself very, very nicely. And uh, I think he's a name to remember uh, wherever he pops up next. So um, I I feel like the Holy Bull is going to play. We'll see Hades in the Florida Derby. I would expect we'll see Fierceness in the Florida Derby uh, as well. And, And just here... At, at Gulfstream Park, um, we really 
uh, listen, winning the Fountain of Youth is great and all, but you really need to prove it again. It, this is a personal opinion because, again, this is a short-stretch finish line race. When you stretch out to a proper nine furlongs, the length of the stretch in the Florida Derby, then then we're talking about a serious Derby contender. And so there's been a few horses in the past that have won the Fountain of Youth more because of the track configuration than their ability to negotiate two turns at a top level. And I do think, I, I do feel pretty strongly that these horses later today are a little different and they don't fall in that category, but they still will have to prove it when the real running begins, uh, you know, four weeks from today in the Curl and Florida Derby. So let's talk broader, bigger picture. Gulfstream is, as we all know, a mecca of horse racing, and the Fountain of Youth is a huge stakes race today. Why so many other powerful stakes races all in one day? Why, why do that? Why not sort of spread that out? Well, I think that's been in, it really come in vogue in the last, it's probably been the better part of 10 to 15 years now, the, the marquee racing days. And here at Gulfstream, we're very fortunate. We have the Pegasus World Cup. We talked when we had that. And that's, a, that's just a, a monster day of racing. And then immediately after, the next week turns to the Holy Bowl. And I think, you know, we have good, solid stakes action every other Saturday at the championship meet. But our three marquee days, the Pegasus, the Fountain Youth, and then, of course, the, the Curl in Florida Derby, I just feel like their destination uh, days and events and people come in for that. I have Saratoga friends that, that for, you know, 10 years now, this has been like their vacation and a dozen of them come down for the week. And I just feel like that's what people want to do, especially in the winter, the weather here, not to rub it in, but it's been <laughs> even a little warmer, warmer than normal here. Oh, you uh, had to tell us. Yeah. It's been a cool winter here. Yeah, but it's phenomenal. So um, I just kind of feel like it's the perfect, uh, I don't want to use the word storm. That's oh, yeah, the, please. Perfect, <laughs> the perfect blend of, of elite horse racing, elite entertainment, and then, you know, you got the weather weather part of it, too. Well, let's talk about you as a handicapper, Brian. Like, what do you look for in a selection, when you make a selection? Yeah, there's a lot going on there, Larry. I think I do, you know, and you do a lot of video work. I think that's the one thing maybe that gets lost in the shuffle or the average horse player might not be able to do because they don't do it for a living, but watching extensive video replay work is, is very, very important to me. And then converting that over to the, to the paper and seeing, you know, who's in there and the pace of the race and, and things like that. And, you know, the fountain of youth is actually a pretty darn good example of that too. The other thing being when you're talking derby preps is the old, you know, who wants to win today and who's just kind of dipping their toe in the pool to get mm. started. I don't think there's any doubt that's that's door knocking locked today, whereas Speakeasy and Victory Avenue probably a little more cranked up than those two horses because they've got to prove they belong. So you you have to you, you you literally should be trying to learn something new each and every day because you know it's it's impossible to, to ever figure it out, as we all know. But I, I just kind of feel like the broader scope you take, the more uh in theory, hopefully, the more winners you're going to pick. <laughs> and speaking of which, you know, you're you're right most of the time. When you aren't right, when you make a selection and it's way off, what is it that that has happened? Do you think? Do you, do you just sort of lose sight of what you were trying to accomplish? 
Well, that's a good question. I think as handicappers, too, it's, it is important to go back and, and look at the, the results and try to figure out why they happened. If you missed something, yeah. if it was unfathomable, listen, we're going to run 14 races today. Um, there's going to be, uh, you know, there's probably going to be two to three to four races where we're the race is run and you say, Nope, I just couldn't never come up with that horse, you know, and that happens. That's why it's racing. And that's why races aren't run on paper. The old ad is we don't run races on paper. Um, but I do think it's important to, to go back and, and, uh, always look at what happened. Um, you're not going to get it. You don't, you, you don't have to get it right all the time. The, the, The best part about this game is, uh, on a 14 race car, you could go, you could be 0 for 13, but if you're right in the fountain of youth, yeah. you get it all back. That's the only <laughs> thing that matters, really, at the end of the day. I think yeah. people lose sight of that, too. There's a lot of, you know, handicappers, they want to put winners up, and I, I respect that, and I, I don't disagree with that, but the, the stark reality is, at the end of the day, um, you know, as long as your ROI is, is, is where it needs to be. That's really the only thing that matters. If I pick one, seven, two to one, seven, three to five winners, and Larry comes up with a 12 to one shot as his only winner of the day, he's technically had a better day than me. So, yeah, yeah. um, you know, that's really what I think sometimes people lose sight of that. Is it safe to say that you learn something after every race or even just, you know, after every day of racing? You know, I'd like to think so. I got a pretty hard head. I'll run that, so I like to think so, but um, I, I just, you know, you have to have an open mind. You have to. I also think you need to uh, have a good have a good memory too. You know, and and rem- rem- you know, remember why it happened. Or the old adage, you know, you got the. The, the Blue Jays up there and, you know, the, the the old adage with the closer, you know, you're only as good as your, your, your next start. And so if you blow the save on Saturday, you're coming back Sunday and you don't forget about it, you know, go, go back to what got you there, but still have an open mind of why maybe it didn't work out the day before. How about handicapping angles, Brian? Do you put any merit in, in them? And uh, if so, have you got a couple of favorites that you like? Well, you know, with the weather being really nice and the turf fast and the turf firm and, and, and slick, you got to have speed. You're just not going to see races fall apart. Um, you're not going to see races fall apart on the on the turf course. doesn't matter a lot of times how fast they go. So that is very, very important um, to Peter Sprint's speed. Uh, they can be a little trickier and they can be very tough to decipher on turf especially the speed the speed really plays and that's that that is one of the reasons why i like that long shot in race 12 saratoga flash um and all my other turf picks to, to be honest are very forwardly placed kind of kind of horses um in the uh, very one, I like Sister Luann, who's got tactical speed in the race where a few of the other favorites don't have a lot of it. So I, I, I would say if there's one nugget I can give everybody, when you're looking at our turf races on a fast and firm kind of day, you better start by trying to figure out who's either going to be in front or who's got the ability to lay close to the pace. You probably need to wear sunblock today, right? Yeah, that's not a complaint. <laughs> There's been a few days down here this winter. This has been, I know that this is not helping you two any. This has been the coldest winter I've had down here since oh, I've been doing whoopsie. it. Oh, years. <laughs> oh, you feel so badly. Um, yeah. you, ju- yeah. you just feel terrible for it's you. It's really nice this winter. That's This you, weekend, you, excuse me, that's for sure. You love, you love coming on and rubbing it in, don't you, buddy? 
about the weather here. Yeah. We're freezing up here in yeah. York region. <laughs> Brian, always a pleasure. Enjoy a huge day of racing today at Gulfstream, including the Fountain of Youth. And thank you so much for being with us on Ponies 24-7. Of course. And Larry, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks, Brian. And when we come back, Woodbine trainer Patrick Dixon will join us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059theregion. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bread, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds. One vision. This is 1059 The Region. Ponies 24 7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24 7, the radio magazine. We are so pleased to welcome to the show Woodbine trainer Patrick Dixon. So he had a career year in 2023 and is looking to continue the momentum as we move forward into the 2024 racing season. Patrick, good to have you with us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. First time. Thank you so much for having me on, Anne. Thank you. What happened in 2023? It was a career year for you. Uh, what did you, uh, you know, what do you count the success to? At the start of the year, I kind of set out some goals of my own, like stuff I really needed to change about my training style and and stuff I really needed to work on. So I set out some goals for myself, and um, it was really, really a stellar year for the horses and, and how I approached that. And Patrick, what do you think was the most uh, obvious change in your training technique that you put forward last year? Uh, I would say I was a bit more aggressive. I put my foot on the gas pedal a bit more on 2023. So for 2022, I was a little bit more reserved. It was kind of my first year training, so I was kind of treading the water a little bit. And I said, you know what, if if I'm going to make a go of it, i got to put my foot down and see where it goes. So I'd rather take the, the chance of, of trying that and losing than not trying it. So. And And did you figure that out for yourself or did someone suggest that change? I took a look at myself, like I took a long look and said, what am I doing wrong? Like, what can I change to try and make this better? So instead of looking at everything else and blaming everything else, I just took a long look at what I was doing and see what I can change and um, what I could make better. And if it didn't work, then at least I tried. So did you have more horses last year, Patrick, than what you had in 2022? Is, is that part of the reason? No, that, I, no? I had less horses really? than I did. Yeah, I had less horses, and I just I just think we evaluated them a, a bit better, and 
We we had some good racing luck. We had some really good racing luck, and we had some really nice two year olds coming true to three year olds that I never ran as two year olds. So I was like, well, at least they can carry the barn a little bit till mm-hmm. the two year olds come along. But when the two year olds came from Florida, I was I was starting to get pretty excited because I was like, these these ones are are a bit special. You could see that. So when you talk about we, are you speaking of Colebrook Farms? Yeah, like John Burnett and myself and my assistant Cassandra, like we we kind of go over stuff and like John is very hands on, so he likes to know what's going on and uh, he likes to be involved. And when you mention about getting excited about what you were seeing, it, that that must be instinctive when it comes to being a trainer. When you see see a horse and you know that that horse has a future. Yeah, and sometimes you can be blindsided by horses and you think, oh, this is going to be a really good horse, and he turns out to not be. So you're like, you can you can be guessing and think you have it all figured out, and then reality strikes when you bring them over to the front side and they don't run so good. Mm. So it can be a real guessing game, but I drew on some of my experience when I worked for some of, some of the other trainers that I'd worked for at Woodbine. So um, I think that really helped in it. And um, I just kind of drew on that a little bit. Who were some of the uh, trainers that you worked for, Patrick? Well, I w- I'd worked for Roger Affield. I was his assistant. Mm-hmm. And when I first went to work for him, it didn't start off great. We did not have a good year. And mm. then the, that was at the end of a racing season I came in. I'm like, holy moly, this is not going good. <laughs> and then the next year, it was Everything we brought over to the front side nearly won or ran well. So, like, I was part of Danish Dynaformer running in the Queen's Plate, and we had so many good horses that year. You know, Roger Atfield is a famous Canadian horse trainer. What what did you learn from him specifically? Uh, just the way he sets horses up to win races. Roger doesn't sit down and tell you kind of, like, this is what we're doing, and this is... You, you kind of just have to learn by watching him how he does it and how he sets up horses and he's when you work for a trainer that's taken horses to the highest level then you can draw on that experience that that they will teach you without sitting down and say this is why i do this and this is why i do that do you still rely on on roger for some advice patrick roger and reed baker like reed baker was a phenomenal trainer i was also his assistant too and he was a phenomenal trainer and he was just so good at um, placing horses where they belong and evaluating horses and just really taught me about the numbers and how horses fit in races. And, and Reed Baker was, he was more of a coach. He'd sit down and he'd teach you about stuff and he'd help you through stuff. When did the time come for you, Patrick, where you decided you were no longer going to be a trainer in training? that you were going to be a trainer. Yeah, at some point you have to make that jump. You either you can either do it or you are not going to, you're just going to be an assistant trainer for the rest of your life and you can, you, you'll never pass into that. People won't have confidence in giving you horses. And I was Ashley Burness's assistant and sadly she had passed away. So at, at that point, John had felt confident in me that he wanted me to continue it on. So the momentum that you gathered in 2023, now you're moved into 2024. How are you going to ensure that that momentum is going to carry on into this year? Oh, well, that's the, the unknowns of that. <laughs> like you can, you can go into it and think, 
this is going to be a, a good year and, and you can hit some bumps in the road. But I think the best thing is to stay positive and, and stay true to what you believe and um, what has worked for you. And yeah, you, you always have to change it up because horses are, are they're animals, so they're unpredictable. And, and that goes for even when they're racing. Like you can go over there and think you're going to win and then the craziest stuff happens hmm. and then you don't. So. You know, it's interesting. It's it's only March the 2nd, and Woodbine starts racing again April 27th. Uh, so what's going to happen for you between now and then? What what does your world look like as you prepare for uh, another season of racing? Well, right now I am at the farm, and we're breaking the two-year-olds we have for and um, the 2024 season. And so I always try and get a, a good handle on them guys. So we've been up here breaking the babies. Since January 11, I think I started on breaking the babies. We've had some good time onto them to see if we can evaluate them, see who's kind of pushing on true and who's going to be left behind a little bit, maybe need a little bit more time. And do you see some potential in those babies? Yeah, we got one really nice baby, and he's doing well. We've got a bunch of nice babies, but <laughs> the one guy, he is... Um, He's a half-brother to a Queen's Plate winner called One Bad Boy, and we had purchased him at the sale as a weanling. And he's got a nephew in Australia right now that's getting ready to run the Golden Slipper. He's second choice for the Golden Slipper, a horse called Switzerland. So we're really excited for him. How many horses will you have when you get settled in at, at Woodbine? I have... 20 babies, 27 older horses, and I've got four horses in America right now that are currently training. So that's 51, if my math is correct. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. That's a lot. But John, John likes horses. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The more, the merrier. <laughs> yeah. And we need horses. The breeding needs, the racing needs horses to survive. So and John has been amazing. You're mentioning John. That's John Burness, who I've known for, yeah. for quite a while. Uh, talk about him and talk about uh, Colebrook Farms. Uh, John is amazing. And he is tough as nails and he's sharp. And he's been around for a very long time, so he's seen it all and done it all. And he's tough, but he's one of the kindest people he could ever work for. He's tough and he's fair, so and does, he's just been an amazing person to work for. And does he encourage you to do, you, you said you made changes to the way you train. You did that in 2023, foot on the gas, yeah. you know, a little bit, little bit firmer with, with what you were doing. Does John feel that way is the way for you to go in 2024 as well? I think he'd want to build on that. Like, he definitely wouldn't want us to to kind of slow it down. He John is always a forward-moving um, object. So he, he, he John likes his horses to run. He doesn't want to see them sitting there and not competing. Like, the whole purpose of having them is to have them compete. And he understands my baby. It can be a slow process. And... You know, you you just can't run them all. You, you can only run them so many times. Like they need, you either rest now or you rest later. So he understands all that because he's he's been doing it for so long. So where did this passion or interest in horses come for you, uh, Patrick? When I was fifteen, I went to the Irish Jockey School, which is called Race. And at that point, Race, you did six months in the Irish Army. 
with the Irish Army horses, and then you did six months with a trainer. It was tough going over there. Like, the soldiers were tough, so you had to learn a lot with them, and they were all about cleanliness and tidiness. You know how soldiers are. You know, everything has <laughs> yes, to be we do. Well, you know? <laughs> yeah. So that was a good foundation for me to build on. And then you go out to a trainer, and, and I rode as a jockey in England and Ireland, and... Uh, I got too tall to be a jockey, so mm. I had to try and try and see where else this this could go, you know. So I, I always, in the back of my mind, wanted to, to be a trainer, and I never. I think the opportunities in Canada to become a successful trainer is is better than in Ireland. I think in Ireland it's a lot tougher. Like it's a real old school like type of way to become a trainer. It's not that easy. So no regrets when it comes to moving to Canada and also becoming a trainer. What did you bring with you in terms of your your knowledge and experience as a jockey that you were able to apply to your job as a trainer? Yeah, I still ride a lot. Like I still gallop a lot of the horses. So I think that 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 really helps in understanding the horses. Like some trainers are really good at watching them train and understanding like how they are. Like Roger Raphael was very good at watching a horse train and he knew when they were ready just by watching them go by and watching them breeze. But I, I think when you're on them, you can feel if something's going wrong or you can feel like they're ready and they give you that little cue that, Hey, I'm ready to go. So I think riding has always been beneficial to me. Uh, I thought it was something I was I was good at, so I never stopped riding. Twenty twenty four season is right around the corner. What are your goals? I'd like to win another couple of stake races. Mm-hmm. Like one of my goals last year was to win a stake race, and I did that. And now I want to win more of them. So I'd like to win a couple more stake races. And I like even even winning winning races is winning a stake race is great even winning claiming races allowance races it it all feels good there's nothing like it especially when you have a homebred that you broke and you you bring it through and they come they come true and win a race it it's nice it's very rewarding I got to say, a great season in 2023. You had that. We are hoping that you have a terrific season that you, you at least uh, match, if not better, what you did last year here in 2024. What a pleasure to speak with you, Patrick. And it's great to get to know you. And I hope you'll join us again. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Anne. And thank you, Larry, for, for inviting me on. Thanks, Patrick. Thanks for doing this. Okay. Thank you. After the break, when we come back, Stable Hub's creator Paul Court joins us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Are you looking for a reliable propane supplier for your home or business? Look no further than RS Bulk Propane, Canadian-owned and family-operated. With our premium propane solutions, you'll experience warmth like never before. We offer competitive prices, automated deliveries, and exceptional customer service. Don't let the cold get the best of you. Stay cozy with RS Bulk Propane. Visit rspropane.com or call us today at 855-225-0225. 
Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. We are so pleased to be joined right now by the creator of a very cool app called Stable Hub. Paul Court is with us now. Paul, welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. And how does Stable Hub fit in with horse racing? Well, thank you very much for having me. Um, so um, it fits in, in very nicely for trainers in particular. Um, being a former trainer myself, I know how, how busy trainers get and uh, how very little spare time they have. So um, it's very just an easy, super easy way of communicating with uh, your owners. All right, we'll talk about that. Uh, you advertise it as trainer-to-owner communications right at your fingertips. So... Uh, walk me through it. Like, uh, what, what's on the what's on the app? So all a trainer would do really is download the app uh, and create an account. And when you create an account, you add your logo um, or stable uh, photo or something that resembles your stable. Um, so that whenever anything is sent from the app to any owners, uh, it's within that email template. So it's very professional and great uh, trainer branding. Uh, yes, you add your horses and attach all the owners' names and emails to each horse. And then to send an update on a horse, all you do is select uh, a horse to send an update on, and you can write a brief message. Uh, you can send up to a minute-long audio, video, and up to five photos. Press send, and it automatically goes to all those owners of that horse. It's never a group email. Um, it's all personalised, and uh, you know the feedback, feedback we've had so far has been amazing. And what kind of things are you sending to the owners? What kind of communication are you talking about? Well, anything really. Um, you know, a lot of owners spend a lot of money on these horses, and uh, quite frankly, uh, you know, racing trainers have got a pretty bad name worldwide for not communicating enough with their owners. Um, so you can just tell them when they're racing, how they've come through a race, um, how they're progressing in their uh, training, um, just anything really. And it's, like I say, very easy to do, even if it's just a, a short video of them training or a couple of photos. I know the owners just uh, love that and uh, they actually can't get enough. Um, but, you know, it just saves, saves the trainer a lot of time. So what was it that prompted you to develop this app and, and how long did it take you to actually bring it to fruition and to market? Um, so the idea behind it was um, I have a young family and uh, back home in New Zealand I was training you know, anything up to 50 horses and uh, by the time you finish the horses and you come inside, uh, I noticed that I was just on the phone all the time, uh, keeping the owners updated. And uh, I was missing out on a lot of family stuff, um, hence the move to Canada. Um, and then when I moved to Canada, I thought, well, you know, I don't want to fully give away the industry because it's such a great industry and it's been 
very good to me over the years. So um, I just thought, you know what, what can I do that uh, I can keep a finger in the pie, so to speak? And uh, um, so I come up with uh, Stable Hub. Um, you know, I based it on all the, my needs. I wish uh, the things that, you know, I could have had when I was training um, and sort of put it all into an app. And how popular is it? How many people have you got now, owners, who are using this app? Um, it's pretty popular. We've got some big names here in uh, North America. We've got Blair Burgess. Uh, he's a Hall of Fame trainer. Uh, Ike's Svansted, Nancy Tacta, Rod Boyd, Chantel Mitchell. Um, but we're not just here in uh, North America. We're in Australia and New Zealand as well. Um, it is taking a little bit of time for the North Americans to cotton on. Um, but, you know, it all, all good things take time. And uh, I think the biggest thing is when these trainers actually uh, trial it and, and start using it, they really do think it's a massive aid. Um, so it's just a matter of sort of breaking in, you know. So it's, a, it's an app for trainers, but the owners are benefiting from it as well. Yeah, it's purely just to help trainers on a day-to-day basis. So they can send updates to the owners um, on their horses um, we also have other features, which is um, sending a newsletter. So it's very similar to sending an update on a horse, but instead of selecting a horse, you're selecting from a list of owners. Um, so this would be perfect for maybe keeping uh, all your owners updated on their stable successes or what's happening with your stable, or even better yet, a repeat business feature. So mm. I know a lot of trainers, uh, especially in New Zealand, um, would buy horses at the yearling sales um, on spec and then try and put owners into them. So um, this is perfect for something like that. You can take videos and photos of the horses that you've purchased and uh, select all the owners you want to send the offer to to try and get them involved. Very smart. Yeah, yeah. Well, you mentioned earlier some of the trainers, and one of them, you and I had, had kind of chatted before, and one Blair Burgess actually trained for me back uh, back in the day, you could say. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm interested, how did uh, the marriage between Blair and Stable Hub come about? Um, so I, I spent a lot of time reach, reaching out to trainers and um, trying try to get the app going. And uh, his daughter, Linnea, she um, got back in touch with me and, uh, mentioned I think they had got some from the sales and uh, they're just trying to do some syndications and stuff like that. So, um, so yes, she tried the uh, free trial and thoroughly enjoyed it and thought it was amazing. So um, they subscribed and they haven't looked back. They, uh, they love it. Let's go back in time and we want to talk about you specifically. How did you get involved in the horse racing industry and in horse racing in particular? And I believe Standard Bread is kind of your baby. Yeah, so um, my grandfather, he was a standard bread trainer, um, and then my father. So I sort of just followed just followed their steps, so to speak, and um, I left school pretty much as soon as I could because I knew that's what I wanted to do. So um, um, so I left, I, I think I left school when I was about 16. So I've been training horses um, ever since, and um, actually my stepbrother, uh, he was a very good jockey uh, in New Zealand, and then he moved to Australia where he... He won a lot of group races over there, and so it's in my blood. Um, like I say, it's you can't shake it. Uh, it's a passion, and I love it. So uh, it's very hard to walk away from. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't, so. <laughs> yeah. So can Stable Hub be adopted on the thoroughbred side as well, Paul? 
Yeah, for sure. It, yeah. It's really for any anyone with horses that okay. has you know that have owners, um, and you need to communicate with them. Um, it's very hard to try and update uh, all owners if there's multiple owners in a horse, um, and especially if you're phoning them, um, because you know one phone conversation can turn into half an hour, and if you're doing that multiple times, it really does chew up your free time. So this is perfect for anything, for whether it's even borders um, or layups, um, just updating them on how their horses are while they're turned out. Um, but we do have some, um, we've got a very big uh, thoroughbred trainer currently subscribed, Peter Miller. And, um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely for both codes. So here's a very simple question. Do you use Stable Hub? Yes, I do. <laughs> Tell uh, us how and why. <laughs> <laughs> so I, like I say, I couldn't fully walk away from the game. I love it. Yeah. And so, I, you know, I've got one horse at the moment and uh, I had a, a couple of claimers as well uh, a couple of years ago in the summer but um, I uh, I use it for the horse I have at the moment. He's uh, owned by a bunch of uh, guys back in New Zealand so I use it very frequently and uh, they love getting their updates. So basically you're in quite a few horse racing jurisdictions then, right? And you're still looking for others? Yeah. Yes, for sure. We're uh, always open to anywhere and anyone that's interested. And, um, you know, there's been a bunch of people that have, um, you know, downloaded and created the account, but they haven't got round to having the trial. So, you know, if those people, uh, you know, want to have a sort of another crack at it, I'm more than willing to uh, extend the free trial so they can get to actually use it, you know. So it doesn't matter what type of horse we're talking about, right? We could be thoroughbred, it could be standard bred, it could be quarter horse. It, it's the the world is your oyster, and so is stable hub. Yeah, exactly. Any anything like I say, and it could be whether it's a, a farm that does layups and, and boarding. Um, it's yeah, anything that uh, anything that has a uh, owner, and you need to update them on what's going on. Uh, it's just very easy to use. Well, let's talk a little bit about. I, w- I want to ask you, you, you started out in New Zealand as a trainer, and now you're here in, in North America. Um, what's the biggest difference, do you think, in, in training horses, training standardbreds here in, in North America and to where you were in New Zealand and in the racing side? Um, it's very different. Um, so obviously here in North America, you're, you're racing over one mile only. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all they're all mobile gates um, starts, uh, whereas back in in New Zealand you're racing anything from a mile to two mile, and that could be uh, from a mobile start or a standing start. So the training is very different. Um, I find over here you just got to more keep them fresh and uh, and happy in the mind, and uh, they don't take a lot of uh, work. Whereas back in New Zealand when you're uh, you know, you've got to get a horse pretty ready for a two-mile race. You've got to be pretty fit. And uh, so um, it's, it is quite different. Um, but to be honest, I, uh, I enjoy training here. It's, uh, it's good. The style of racing is completely different to what I'm used to. But uh, I've, uh, I've learned a lot, and, uh, and I love, love racing here. So when you're racing in New Zealand, do they race year-round, Paul, or is there just certain times of the year? No, we're all year round. Uh, luckily, back in New Zealand, we don't get a lot of snow like here, so uh, there's definitely uh, all year round. And um, you know, there's a lot of big races, and um, 
you know, a lot of a lot of trainers travel uh, to Australia and vice versa for the bigger races too. So there's a lot of travelling. Any other big differences between New Zealand and Canada or even Ontario, you know, in terms of race length, the track length, that kind of thing? Um, yeah, you, to be honest, uh, over here you have a lot of half-mile tracks, whereas uh, back home... Um, I don't think we've got one. So uh, I think the smallest track we have is a, maybe a 5.8. So um, it, is, it is very different in that aspect. Uh, we have bigger fields too. Um, so, yeah, it, it's very tactical back home because of the bigger fields as well. Um, I think if you watch a lot of races here over this way, uh, there's a lot of Indian file racing. Whereas back in New Zealand and Australia, there's two lanes pretty much. And uh, it's all about trying to get the most economical uh, trip and, and try and finish it off at the end, especially over longer distance. Well, getting back to Stable Hub for, for a minute, uh, you're well aware, of, obviously, of the New Zealand market and the Ontario market, the North American market. Is there any other countries that you've got your eye on where you think think that might be your future market? Um, yeah, we, we actually have one uh, one user from Sweden. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know I'm open to anything and uh, it's it's on the app store and and in any of those countries. So it's just a matter of branching out and trying to reach out to those uh, those trainers uh, to see if we can get them involved. But uh, there is a bunch of trainers here in North America alone to try and tackle anyway. It's a big challenge, but you're doing it so well. Paul Court, thank you so much. And Stable Hub, if you want to go to his website, it's stablehub.ca. It's a fantastic app and really appreciate your explanation and so glad that you decided to move to Ontario. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America, including Woodbine Mohawk Park and racing at several other North American tracks. So please make sure your HPI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime today. Stay with us for Lucky Larry's Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to ontarioracing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering platform and the Dark Horse app the best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca.
Join us on March 30th when Gulfstream Park hosts the $1 million Curlin Florida Derby, a highlight of the Gulfstream Championship racing season and considered by many to be one of the most important preps for the famed Kentucky Derby on the first Saturday in May. The Curlin Florida Derby has a tremendous stakes-filled day of racing with no less than 10 stakes races scheduled. Watch and wager on all Gulfstream Park race days, including Florida Derby Day on March 30th with your HPI bet account or Dark Horse app. It's the next best thing to being at the track. Pineview Hyundai, combining horses and horsepower. The Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred industry for over 35 years and as a provider of the official vehicle of the NHL. They want to invite you to score some huge deals when you visit their Pineview dealership and view the award-winning Hyundai lineup. Visit either store today, 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan or 180 Delta Park Boulevard in Brampton. For an appointment, call our Vaughn store at 905-851-2851 or Brampton at 905-791-2728 or visit us online at pineviewauto.com or pineviewwest.ca. We are the smart choice. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Before we wrap up our show, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities and potential betting gems as Lucky Larry gives us this week's Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Go for it, Larry. Let's go back to Gulfstream Park and their big stakes day today with nine stakes events on the sked, including the $400,000 Coolmore Fountain of Youth. Race 8, though, is the Grade 3 $200,000 Here Comes the Bride stakes for three-year-old fillies, one mile on the turf. A friend of the show, trainer Mark Cassie, has three entered, including number 11, Pounce, a lightly raced daughter of Looking at Lucky, who looked good in a wire-to-wire win in a seven-and-a-half furlong allowance event on the grass. Despite starting from the extreme outside, Friend of the show jockey Javier Castellano was able to maneuver Pounce right to the lead and drew off in the stretch to win by two and a quarter lengths. And Javier rides again today. Pounce was able to overcome the outside post, which he will have to do again today. But a horse stretching out on the grass after winning its last start on the turf is a very good angle that I like to play. So Gulfstream Park, race eight, the grade three, here comes the bride stakes, number 11, Pounce. Woodbine Mohawk Park has a 10 race card tonight and race one features another example of the bet back angle when a pony's pick from last week doesn't deliver the goods. Race one sees number five, Sirius Mojo, back in the go tonight after not delivering last week. We like the fact that trainer Richard Moreau reached in and claimed this guy two starts back for $20,000 and placed him in a num winners of two condition event. Moreau was able to secure a friend of the show, James McDonald, to drive Sirius Mojo and despite being bet down to 3-1, to one, Sirius Mojo never got into the race. Despite this disappointing outcome, we don't see any panic from Richard Moreau. He doesn't drop him back in a claiming event. Instead, he's back in the same class as last week. So Woodbine Mohawk Park, race one, number five, Sirius Mojo. Also at Woodbine Park, race three is a one-mile pace, a purse of $19,000. Eight horses have been entered, and I'm going right to the outside, and number eight, don't freak out who finished last week with a lot of pace but just ran out of real estate. Last week, Don't Freak Out was stuck on the far outside in post 10, got away from the gate ninth, and at one time was 10 lengths out of it. He did work himself up to sixth at the top of the stretch, 
and was able to get up for second with a last quarter of 27-2. and two. He's still leaving from the outside again tonight, but the 8 post is a little better than the 10, and with less horses to get around, I think that we'll see another good performance. So Woodbine Mohawk Park, race 3, number 8, don't freak out. Thank you, Larry. Fantastic, as always, and uh, see you next weekend. Can't wait. <laughs> Before we go, I want to give a big shout-out to Mark at Fans of Horse Racing. Hey, Mark, and goodbye, and thank you all for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Just a wee reminder, if you'd like to receive a free digital copy of the current issue of Ponies 24-7 magazine, by the way, a new one will be released shortly, please email Larry Simpson at theponies247experience at gmail.com. And don't forget about the Ponies 24-7 Lymph Canada campaign, Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma. For more information on this, go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash ponies. Please donate to this cause. And stay with 105.9 The Region all weekend long. Thank you so much for listening. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Ann Romer and Larry Simpson, has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 for more from the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.